0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Lost in Criterion. I'm John Patrick O'Hitari Dorgan, and with me, as always, is a man whose introductory scroll is
1: also too fast to read. (laughs) I am the Adam Glass, and uh, fun fact about all of those handwritten scrolls, as if there could be a fun fact about this movie, Uh, Mishima himself wrote out those scrolls i'm shocked uh and he did so for every language he wanted the movie released in which was japanese english french and german uh we uh i i the version i found of this movie uh was on youtube and had the japanese scroll mine too um, that's the criterion as far as i know and it was it was a Criterion branded release that uh we won't give the address for. <laughs> nope. nope. So that Criterion doesn't take it down. Also, also though, don't, I don't think people it. should watch this movie. Actually, you know what? Let's <laughs> maybe we should give the address. For, well, we should, I mean we I'm thinking from one. the sort
0: of like you shouldn't uh like don't like you know how they tell you not to like do real replies to fascists yeah. on Twitter because, like, it right, only, right. like, sort of tells Twitter that, like, you are you dig <laughs> right. fascist and everybody should, too. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I'm i going to treat this this way. Yeah, you go find it if you yeah.
1: really, really desperately want to watch this movie,
0: but also you shouldn't.
1: Right. Don't do that. I was just thinking about using the master's tools to dismantle the master's house. Right. And, I see uh, what you're saying. Like, rep- yeah, reporting yeah, no, it get for a that. copyright get violation. <laughs> and... Uh,
0: I I my my problem with that is the likelihood that we could be the catalyst to make that happen is so low that yeah. like no one's going to want to go watch this after we talk about it. Hopefully not.
1: Yeah. God, if Weird. we if we
0: in, incite some like minor renaissance of watching this movie, I'm going to feel
1: so bad. The the one two punch of well, I guess the one two three punch. Of uh Mishima and this being released, not back to back because we do have the holiday episode between these two but but the fact that it's taking place over a time when when people are especially at home, yeah. uh, <laughs> during a during an era when people are generally just at home, uh we are going to get so many pro-fascist trolls. When I post these episodes, the to Twitter good news and, is, and by
0: good news I mean you, is, for me, is that I yes, don't pay attention to anything related it's on to this me. podcast.
1: So it's on me. Good luck, and Adam. there is no there is no official Lost and Criterion Twitter besides my Twitter. So so I would argue I this is the, this is
0: prime time to start one, right. <laughs> so that you can direct the flack at some nameless thing. Ah, I'll take the flack. I mean, it can't be I that. Think? I mean, how many fascists do you know?
1: <laughs> how many fascists can there be in the world, Pat? Um,
0: <laughs> I love it. Surely, like, surely, surely, surely there can't be dozen. that many. Well, I mean, it's, it reminds me. I, I have developed a fondness for taking tiny trips back in time, like little tiny, yeah, ones. like uh, not like big ones, but little ones, like you know, where you go like one year, two year back, and you and you. Yeah. As as because like the world in the last four to eight to twelve years, at least for me, uh, but especially in the last four mm-hmm. has moved so incredibly fast at all times yeah. that a two year trip feels like you're visiting it's like, Well, I've gone back to ancient Rome, let's see what these <laughs> wild people were up to. Um and uh I was watching the John Mullaney uh uh, one of the stand-up specials, and he's like talking about Nazis. And he's like, "Oh, so Nazis are back, huh?" And like, and and I'm like, even then, like my conception in 2018 versus 2020 to the extent the extent to which Nazis are just a thing that are hanging around all the time. It, it's just interesting yeah. to think for me. Per, they're 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 time trips for me. Personally. Listen, unfortunately, Nazis were never not aware. No, oh, I get it's that. Just... I am well aware of the fact that Nazis never win anywhere. It all has to do with the amount that Nazis feel like they can just be Nazis out in public.
1: Before we get into the movie this week, because I know we're chomping at the bit to talk about this week. I movie. mean we've
0: been talking about Nazis uh, for
1: like ten minutes, so yeah, we kinda are yeah. actually. <laughs> I uh, I want to talk about our Patreon first. Patreon.com slash lost in criterion. If you're listening to this episode as your first Lost in Criterion episode and uh, stop and you're listening to find out <laughs> what we might have to say about Mishima and patriotism and you've made it through the introduction. Uh we gladly want your money, I guess. Yeah. I was like,
0: where is this going? Like I was like, I recommend you pick a different film to start with, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be kind of angry in this one. Right.
1: Right. Patreon.com slash lost in criterion. For a dollar a month, we do a non-Criterion film over there, one hundred percent less pro fascism <laughs> on the bonus episodes. I would
0: say basically zero pro-fascism. I think we can, that's a
1: guarantee we can make, I think. I, I'm comfortable with that. Um, uh, we haven't, uh, we don't punish ourselves all that often over there. And and when we do, they aren't usually pro-fascist films. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, a dollar a month bonus episode, you get to vote on what we're going to watch. I put together a list every month. Uh, And, uh, and you get to vote on it. One choice every month is Kazam, and actually our, uh, our November episode, uh, was, uh, was Kazam. That's what our, our friends over there decided to vote for, uh, and that'll be the most recent one as of this recording. They were not digging election comedies, that is for sure. Right. For December, we do, uh, we do a wide release bonus episode, our holiday episode, which was last week's episode, and, uh. Yeah, that gets sent out to everybody. So the Patreon-only ones are January through November, and uh, get in on that, vote on that for just a dollar. You get access to all the back episodes as well. Pretty good collection of stuff over there. A little above that, at $5, uh, we like to thank those people on air. There's no one at the $5 tier right now, though, because... Because uh, they're awesome. Over the last year, awesome. everybody's popped up a little. And uh, and I got to say, I'm not... Uh, I understand it because I think what we offer at $10 is a really, really good value. I mean, Yeah. There's a bit of a
0: value Um, discrepancy there, right? Like five is not nearly as valuable as 10. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At $10 and above, uh, Pat makes a piece of art based on one of the movies we watched recently. And I get that printed up on a postcard and write a little personalized note and mail that off to you. So if you like bespoke art, you like, uh, mail, um, (laughs) you like something physical you can collect. Um, or you just want to support us? Ten dollars and above get you that, and it's uh, it's some really fun stuff. Uh, we also like to thank those people on air. So thank you so much to our ten dollars and above supporters: Michael McGrath, Christopher Otto, Charlie Mueller, Patrick Yalko, Jonathan Hape, Jason Westhaver, and Adam Spikerman. Uh, so grateful to have you, and uh, happy New Year! Because this is our January first episode. Yeah. Happy New Year. So once again, that is Patreon.com slash Lost in Criterion if you want to get in on that. Thank you to everyone who is, and thank you to listeners and supporters elsewise. Yes, thank you, everyone. Uh, yeah, we greatly appreciate the money, but we greatly appreciate your ears as well. Uh, Pat, this is our January 1st episode. This is our 8th anniversary We're cursed. Doing this show. We are cursed. Uh, we started this uh, 8 years ago. Uh, today, the first episode yep. went up. Though the first episode was actually the Die Hard, the first holiday yeah, episode. Yeah, well, was, <laughs> I love
0: that we started this podcast yeah. about Criterion with a holiday
1: episode. Yeah, there's yeah. something wrong um, with us
0: on a fundamental level.
1: Well, back then we also did. Uh, we were also doing a holiday episode uh, as a true bonus, I suppose. Um, we do the holiday episode and a regular right, episode yeah. in the same week. At at some point in the past, we have. Uh, Realize that that's too much work. And yeah, it it's called exhaustion. Meant, uh, well, a lot of our listeners I don't know are necessarily interested in hearing from us two times a week. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, it's a bit um, much,
0: right? Like it's it's it, it's really yeah. I think it's overstepping our bounds. It's like, hey, well, did it's you not, miss us? It's only been
1: three days. That's that's not just self-deprecation. I just think that that our regular listeners have other podcasts they listen to, and yeah, no, totally, know, particularly in a time now. When people aren't commuting as much right. and therefore maybe have less time that they're listening yeah, to. Yeah, no, I,
0: I definitely agree. I uh, honestly like for me, honestly, as a very I, yeah. I am commuting because mm, the country I live in never <laughs> shut down at all. Right. Um so I still drive an hour each way every day and um I know that when a when a podcast surprises me yeah, I assume for some people out there that is an oh joy moment. For me, it's almost <laughs> always a like, nope. Fuck oh me, this gosh, is not I happening. have to listen nope, to sorry, another you, one. You you done fucked up. This th- there's a schedule here, and now I have to find time for you.
1: <laughs> right, absolutely. No, I get that. Um, <laughs> that's great. Uh Pat. Goodness, eight years of this, and it's we still a lot. have like at least eight years to go. Right? No, we have infinite to go
0: because they refuse to stop releasing episode like movies at a breakneck pace. Although I think right. they maybe slowed down this year a little bit, maybe. How many how many I, movies are in the Criterion Collection now? Right now,
1: today? right now, this very moment, uh the uh, the list of. Released or announced spine numbers. Mm-hmm. Movies that actually have a number assigned, which is how we're going yeah. through it. So that's no all number. We're watch. No watch. Yeah. Uh that's not entirely true. We have watched some unspined stuff, but uh Well, we're masochists. What do you want? Um with with the most recent announcement, we're at one thousand sixty eight. Yep. Uh with Joyce Chopra's Smooth Talk. So like uh, I mean, cool news is
0: one thousand fifty four is Parasite, so in eight years, I'll finally get to watch that movie. You will finally get to watch. I, I Isn't don't that exciting? I don't know why I ever. I I I have a problem. Like the more like the universe tells me to do a thing that I would like it, the more I'm like I dig my heels in. Like I mean, you will, you will absolutely. It's like going it. to happen someday. I will. Yeah. Like it'll it'll far it'll slip far enough from everybody's consciousness that it'll finally enter mine, and I'll be like, oh, I should watch this. <laughs> I heard it there was good, go. and I'll, and then I'll think to myself that was five years ago. I'm like, oh, okay,
1: yeah. Uh, so at at our current rate, with this being uh, what four thirty 430, four thirty one, I think. Sure. Yeah, that's um, about right. So so at our like current nine rate, more rate years? we will get to that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we'll get yeah, to yeah, that nine years from now. Presumably, at that point, they'll probably have crossed the ten
1: thousand movie threshold. Um Yeah. Now, now, mind you, there is also the, uh, the small issue that, uh, I'll be dead. Well, w- one, both of us will be dead. Uh, but, but two, and more importantly, um, there are a number of single spine numbers that include enough material yeah. that we're going to have to do multi-episode yeah, yeah. <clears throat> dedicated to them. So, uh, so it may be closer to ten years before yeah, we yeah. I remember we're able to few. finish the list. Yeah, yeah. When we started this eight years ago, we joked that it was a six to twelve year project. We had um, no idea. We were we were we were but children. Then. Yes, right, right. Uh, but yeah. To
0: be fair, they did definitely up the the speed of release. Oh yeah, somewhere they have been releasing them much more, project, yeah. much more significantly. Well, yeah. I, I see the Martin Scorsese World Cinema Project just seems to be part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll Scorsese. I'll have you know bane of our existence. I, I don't know when, like, I'm just looking back, and I'm trying to think about what what were, what spine number were we on, were they on when we started? I remember we talked, I think it was like not that high. They were, like,
1: sig- they were significantly under. It was like 600 or um, 800 or something, right? Wasn't it? It, it had to have been, if we, if we joked that it would be 12 years, mm. they were under 600.
0: Yeah, that's what I remember. So, I would point out that all of the Martin Sc- Scorsese World Cinema Project releases happened after we started this podcast.
1: He's on to us, and he's out for revenge. <laughs> I, listen... Martin Scorsese is a powerful, powerful enemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But with his time We machine. have not
0: chosen our enemy wisely, clearly.
1: <laughs> right, right. If he's after us, we'd already be removed from the time, from the t- from the time stream. I guarantee it. So maybe, well, I disagree. He's because, biding his time
0: because I think that that is too. Easy. He just wants to torture us. Yeah, no, he doesn't yeah. This is about us, torture. Right? This is about torture. Yeah, we need to pay dearly before 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 final freedom from this from this wheel of death that we're on
1: well pat if he wants us to pay dearly congratulations on this week yeah no he's did he did this to us yeah uh this week we are talking about a 1966 actually it premiered in 1955 late 1955 at a private showing in paris that makes sense like premiered. the
0: look is not
1: 1966 yeah. it just isn't <laughs> Well, it, not that that makes it late 1965 anymore. Any no, it just doesn't feel like. It.
0: Well, well, I would point out. I think you said 1955, but oh, no, which I'm like sorry. threw me it through was, a loop. I was like, yeah, yeah I could see this being. Yeah. But regardless, it, was, it is. Um, we can strike that from the record. I would say that it, it is does. not. It does not look that contemporary to 1966 well, either. But whatever.
1: it is. It is designed to look and feel I like know. a movie from 1936 yeah. when the when the plot is set. Um, all except for but the yeah, naked weird people t- everywhere but yeah right 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 obviously there, there are sections of this that would not have been produced in 1936 and shouldn't have been produced in 1966 it <laughs> no, should never be produced uh, but uh yeah but um but generally the black and white the the silent film yeah. the the use of Wagner and particularly a recording of Tristan Isold Old from 1936 right uh it's, uh,
0: right. Well, goodness. I mean, it and it's it, it takes it one step further, right? Because it is meant to evoke the night, the the you know sort of the aesthetic of 1930, evoking the aesthetic of the sort of late
1: Edo era, right? <laughs> right. Um, right. Right. Which is uh, yeah. all of that to say, this is patriotism. So two weeks ago, we talked about Paul Schrader's Mishima: A Life in Four Chapters, which is a biography of Japanese writer uh fascist model, i guess actor fascist um and and add director to that uh okay Yoki i don't Onishima. think i need to add director okay <laughs> he, he did it once like he the, did it once. that's my problem okay i okay boy man
0: we are getting started early um <laughs> i mean i read the entire diatribe that is the wikipedia page not that yeah. that makes me an expert, but like I did read the whole fucking thing and it is like 75 <laughs> pages long. It's a goddamn novel over there. And it's, and it is also, I say novel very purposely because it is not a biography because there's way too much obvious fiction on this thing to be a biography. Right, right. Uh, right. Well, I mean, okay. It's maybe a Ben Franklin autobiography kind of level where you're like, where it's like, and yes, and then I, you know, where it's just like, Makes shit up and it's like, yeah, that's what happened. Are you gonna argue with me? I'm Ben Franklin. Um, my point is, the amount of things on there that get categorized as things that he was, that he did, like once, once or twice, yeah. and only happened because somebody had a serious hard on for his fascist ass, is. Is really like like model, and it's like yeah, in like two magazines or three magazines, because people really were digging
1: hard-bodied fascists in 1960. Yeah, yeah, but also because he was actively selling himself to those things, right? Yeah, he exactly. Was, but that's what was, they, you get. What I'm saying, right? He was single-mindedly marketing himself. Through the 60s, too, right?
0: Right. Like, I've been paid once to do a lot of things. I don't put those
1: things on my resume because I am not those things. I have a photograph published in a nationally, internationally released book by a renowned author and television computer. Um John Hodgman, yeah, but do I do I write that I'm a photographer? Uh, no, I took that on uh, on a on an Android phone with a bad <laughs> camera yeah. because all Android phones had bad cameras until like two years ago. Yeah, and, and
0: <laughs> you, but you like that's what I'm saying is his Wikipedia page is that right? It is right. just like oh he was also this and I'm like he wasn't that he did that once. He convinced some people, or they convinced. I assume he convinced them, but it could be either way, right. really. Right. It was probably a mutual arrangement, but like to let him do this thing like one time,
1: yeah. right? Like, right. don't put
0: it on his fucking like Wikipedia CV as though it's a real thing. <laughs> he, I'm not, I, I refuse to call him a director. I mean, I, maybe a stage. I think he did
1: a few stage plays, so at least there's that. Right. Right. But even there, he was writing. Plays more than directing right, them. As right, right. He only I, directed I, I the I ones because it.
0: people like screwed up his vision. Yeah, they weren't getting okay. fascism good enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, we we finished the Schrader episode two weeks ago with the uh, with the impression that we would be talking about this the very next week, uh, and fortunately we had we had mistimed things, and we do have that holiday episode in between. To give our listeners a little breather, even though Pat and I do not have that breather no, ourselves. No, and you can hear it in our voices. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, so I hope that you all enjoyed last week's episode <laughs> with our special guest talking about Trancers, a movie Pat and I have not watched yet. Um, I, but, a movie uh, I forgot we were watching, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be fun, I'm sure. Uh, it will have been fun. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh god, we've gone we've uh, gone full Dr. Who here. What are yes, we doing?
1: Uh but but this week we are talking about patriotism uh or the right of love and death. As I said, um this was a time when uh, Mishima was very into self-promotion. He at least believed he'd been shortlisted for the Nobel Prize in Literature, a a prize that actually went to another Japanese writer so of the exact same ilk
0: yeah like his like a uh-huh. person he
1: knows well like right right um so yeah he didn't do that um <laughs> but he wanted to make a movie and he wanted to adapt his own work and i guess there is the idea that the only Novelists who had become movie directors were pretty much the French um, at that point right. in time. And I think of like Renoir. Um, so he. I would actually, argue it's
0: probably because it's not a great idea.
1: Yeah, he released it. <laughs> Listen, the French directors <laughs> who we know who were novelists and then got into movie making, took a while to get their footing on movie making. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't, it's not always so,
0: the best plan is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, but Mishima had this premiere at a private showing in Paris, and just that is just like... And then the next year, it was released in Japan, and it was, it was very popular in Japan. It's the highest-grossing uh, short film with a wide, wide release in Japan. Uh, which sounds like a lot of caveats so and maybe maybe yeah, more I mean that is a lot of
0: caveats I mean keep in mind that like highest grossing short film in any context yeah. is already a pretty severe con- uh, caveat like right, right. it's hard to get people to pay for 26 minutes of entertainment right right uh it, it just is it just I mean like in, in almost any context right like Yeah. Not just film. Like, people want more for their money for that. Because, like, unless your show is going to charge a dollar. Right. Right. I'm going to need a little bit more than that.
1: And I'm sure there are a lot of people with experience to that in the modern day over the last nine months. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, But, yeah, this. uh, I'm glad we had the little break. I am not happy to be back. No, no, me neither.
0: I'm just going to be glad to, to, like, be
1: past this.
0: Yeah. Because, likely, he only made the one movie, so, we're done with him after
1: this. That's another thing. Why, why Criterion is choosing to show this to us? Because this is a movie that, after, after his death, after his suicide, and I, I hesitate to even deign it with any of the imagined uh, honor of seppuku well no because it doesn't it doesn't I mean who, it doesn't
0: it's it's a it's a concept out of time
1: out of space it's just a right. bullshit thing right it's like but but more importantly this is a man who is committing suicide by cop yeah period that is that is what he was doing yeah and that is inarguably what he is doing I will not entertain anything right. contrary um, Uh, his motivations for that suicide by cop we could maybe argue about but it was suicide by cop. Right. And that was his point. Um, and maybe the cops didn't actually kill him. But it was suicide by cop. Uh, right. I mean, yeah. He. he yes, anyway. Yeah. So Criterion puts out what is essentially a suicide note in this or a suicide manifesto. Right. I guess. It, yeah. Much more. Much closer and, to a manifesto than, uh, than a suicide
0: note. Uh, there's no there's no sort of like trying to. To reconcile ideas <laughs> right, with, the re- right, with the world. Right. So,
1: so obviously if if I mean if they had put this out in nineteen seventy one, it's a different question than putting it out in two thousand eight, but still what you have done to me is Well,
0: keep in mind, other than Scorsese, Criterion Collection, as far as I can tell, doesn't think about us. Um although again, we've <laughs> had a conversation about their Twitter account, which I'm pretty sure is just trolling me at this point. <laughs> Um, right, right. The number right. of times they've been like, we like, they post a movie like you should go check out this film, and it's like when we watched like two weeks ago. I'm like, wait a minute, what's
1: going on yeah. here? As, um, as if, as if the Criterion's Twitter page is also going through the collection by spine number week by week. it Kind of feels um, that way, and, and just trying yeah. to stay like
0: two steps ahead of us. So no matter what, they've already <laughs> recommended it. I think we're going to talk about right. like in a month or whatever. Um, Which, maybe we should appreciate them for that. I guess um, I don't know. I mean, if we give yeah. them the link to us, uh, but. Um, the thing about it is, is that okay. Here's okay. I'm gonna be. Let's let's give them an.
1: Un, I just think it's this, unethical. What? I honestly, I think it's unethical to make <laughs> to put this. To I put agree. This, in the this is like
0: putting the video equivalent of mind comp on a on a <laughs> in a giving it a thing. <sighs> yeah. Um. But here's what I will say. If I give them the absolute benefit of the doubt, like keep in mind that like the Criterion Collection. Maybe it gets better. People have told us that it gets better with its choices and its decision making. The Criterion Collection is a very, very hyper unself aware organization, at least in the years that they're releasing this. Okay? They just seem to be. They just everything we've seen is seems to be that they don't think about the grander scheme of the universe beyond like, hey, what's a good thing to
1: throw on here? But uh, why why release this? Okay. Well, see, like okay, even I'm, I'm if there. they had if they had released if we end up watching and and we don't because they've never done it, uh but if they put out triumph of the will, at least that has artistic merit apart from it being what it is. Right. right? Yeah. This doesn't even have that. Okay. See so here's so, what <laughs> I think. Okay. I, I
0: but again. Okay, so let let me follow my thought through, okay? Okay, I'm sorry. Here's the thing. This is not this is not a good movie. It's not particularly well made. It's not real, particularly well done or anything like that. But there's lots of movies that qualify under that statement in the criterion collection. What That's fair. I, I what I'm saying is is that they they seem to be at, at different times in the spa- in the span of their existence to have different sort of like overriding motivations for like blocks of time as like different people are mm-hmm. making decisions, okay? I believe that it's, it, th- at this time period. What I'm seeing, and like the other things that we've seen, is that they especially seem to be trying to, like, pair things up and like
1: group things together in sort of logical order. And um, we've we've seen that throughout the entire history right. of the collection, where things things seem to have paired releases back to back.
0: Right. And what I'm seeing so, here is that I don't think that they're necessarily and they, I'm being very generous to them, okay? That this movie has artistic merit in and of itself. What I'm thinking is is that what should have been a DVD extra got Yeah, this ro- should have just been an extra right, less. got week. rolled out separately because somebody thought what what the Paul Schrader Mishima DVD was lacking was a thing that shows authentic work by the creator. Like, yeah. it's a movie about the person, but we don't actually see any of his work in real work because it's a sort of a it's a, a fictionalized, you know, not fictionalized, but a, a, it's a, not even a documentary. It's a I don't know what to call it, really, but like sort of a pseudo biopic. Right. And right. and what I think they were thinking was, well, we can't publish books on DVDs. So what can we show the audience that will let them kind of understand what this person's work actually looks like?
1: Is it misguided? I, Absolutely. I it's definitely I misguided. that, but but to caveat that Criterion has also not been reticent in the past to release full short stories or books of short stories in the uh, in the booklet. I know. Uh, <laughs>
0: associated. Well, they probably with the don't release. have rights to those either because those probably make a fair <laughs> right, amount of money right. and and they're never going to get them. Um no i i it should have just been a dvd extra it's obvious it should have been a dvd extra it's only 27 fucking minutes long what else is on that dvd right. is it is it like one of those dvd if you ever like bought dvd you remember like especially when you bought a lot of dvds and you can see the the like where it's been like burned in <laughs> right. and you can sort of like right. oh they filled this disc up or sometimes they like you know like oh it's land before time it's only half full um yeah, this DVD must be like look like a blank. Somebody could accidentally try yeah. to write over this DVD. Like, well, there's nothing on here. Right.
1: The other stuff on this DVD I did not share with you because it it will not make us happier about. No, this No, I release. and I wouldn't watch it. You couldn't so, make me. So the other stuff on this DVD is a 45 minute audio recording of Mishima speaking at the Foreign Correspondents Association of Japan. A 45 minute making a up documentary feature for.
0: Uh, yeah. but, uh, no, right wing is, but no, us that's right.
1: Right. A 45 minute making of documentary featuring crew from the film's production.
0: Wait, what was that? Stop.
1: They made a 45 minute
0: making of documentary <laughs> about a movie that is 27 minutes long.
1: Yes. Yes, they did. Literally twice. Twice uh, as long. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, well, I guess twice as long would have been 54 minutes. Well, yeah, it's actually, well,
0: it's actually 28 minutes, so it's not quite.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, interview excerpts uh, featuring Mishima discussing war and death. Oh boy! Uh, our English subtitle translation of of the film as we watched, uh, and our our essay uh, by Tony Tony Ryan's, who we've heard from before with uh, with some other Japanese work. Uh, the original short story is published as part of this in the in the Criterion release. And Mishima's extensive notes on the film's production. Uh, a picture of those notes is included with the um, with the online posting of Tony Rain's uh, Tony Rain's essay. And I'd like to I'd like to read that. Uh, it is written on Hotel New Japan stationery. Uh, he has crossed out the uh, the intended heading of the stationery which was um, goodness I can't even read it he crossed it out so much um, no it's not it's not this is his original title it says uh, intentions of the film is the original title of that he put on this piece of paper which he has crossed out and written the director's intention um <clears throat> Uh-huh. Which is a very interesting, because he is taking more direct responsibility. It's the intentions of the film is very passive, right? The director's intentions is very well, active but here. keep in mind, even uh, that
0: tends to have that element of uh, right.
1: passivity. Right. He's also referring to himself as the director, director instead, of, dude. Right, that's right, right. you. It's yeah. It's this 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 god disconnect uh, from him. Anyway, and I quote. In the deepest feeling of Japanese, there is a profound concept that the ecstasy of sexual intercourse is identified to the ecstasy of suicide, especially, and here he has crossed out, especially suicide from the loyalty, and instead written, especially self-sacrifice for the sacred justice, in caps. Through the film, I wanted to symbolize the combination of love and death under the concept, borrowing an episode during the coup d'etat 1936. End quote. Ah. So, so his intention. I, I would like some sources,
0: please, Mr. Uh, <laughs>
1: of any of those claims? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, boy, be great. really just make some stuff up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> You don't you don't think that there is an intrinsic uh, pairing of ecstasies of uh, harikari and uh, well sex. okay like I
0: okay and again I could be wrong I'm willing to admit I'm wrong but I've never until we encountered this author yeah I had never encountered any source c- making any claims about the act of seppuku that were anything beyond the sort of necessity of it and, and duty and things like that. Right. I've never seen any references as in any sources that, that identify it as some sort of like fundamentally like, like not joy, but like the people were doing it because it's a thing they couldn't wait to do. They were super. Okay. Correction. Were people jumping at the chance at, at certain points in the Edo era because things got a little out of hand and people were just doing it right fucking right and left, like and there right. were these chains where like oh my master did it so now I need to do it and then like it's sort of like you got a sort of domino effect. I mean, yeah, people can take duty too far, but that's not the same thing as like a sort of a lust for death. You right. you know what I mean? Right. Like I don't know like. He I my, my problem and I was trying to articulate that this at the last episode of this
1: and is that he has
0: fetishized death.
1: Right. And that's for, for, for duty's sake. Really really comes into here is that it's not just a fetishization in the traditional uh idolistic sense. It is very much in the today use of that right. word. Yes, absolutely. It is not he has, an anthropological he has sexualized. Yes. Right, he has sexualized this this death, which means that in two different ways, through two different lenses, Criterion has forced us to be part of a sexual act. Yeah, from this man's point of view, yeah. because his his seppuku it's in also the a coup sexual. of nineteen seventy is a kink. Yeah, no, I was thinking the exact same
0: thing the whole time I was watching this. I was like, we're watching a dude. Who? Th- this is how we're essentially watching a guy orgasm. Like, and the only way it can happen is if we watch it. Yeah, because there's there's an additional layer to this kink because it's not just suicide. It is public suicide. It is it right. is it is. He needs the more people who are aware of it and like have to deal with it, the better it is.
1: Right, and that is rippling through time. Thank you very right. much criterion collection right right so so to the extent that uh, that Mishima defenders will say that uh, the 1970 incident was never meant to be a coup that he he had no illusions that it would foment actual change within Japan and it was always meant to be a uh, a staged, uh, reason to commit seppuku as a work of performance art, which does not make any of it better, by the way. No, no. Um, but, but on top of that, it is an ex- explicitly within his own mind, and and I will accept the author's intentions here when, when the author says you cannot separate his, his life from his art, uh, within his mind is an explicitly sexual thing, a explicitly sexual thing that happens in a public way thereby foregoing consent right. for at least half of the mental energy of this, but ultimately for for uh, everyone but himself. Right. So, um,
0: okay. yeah. I just, well, no, no. And, and keep in fuck? mind, I, I, I will, okay, I, we get into a really interesting uh, conversation with those sort of defenders because I will stipulate that he never thought there was going to be an actual coup. I will agree with that fundamental belief, but I do not believe that, but what I will, because, like, duh. Like, just <laughs> yes, fucking duh. Of course. But, like, what I mean is, is that, but what he, what I will not stipulate is that he does not believe that this is, wait, this is a sentence game. very fucking complicated. There's too many negatives. Yeah. My point is, is part of the kink is that it has to be death by suicide for duty's sake. Right, for this right. this imagined loyalty scenario, because it's not Sebaku. Yeah. If it's not like for like right. the
1: sake of your lord, so like right, and and for that manner, he has to do something that makes the military laugh at him and condemn him. Right, right,
0: right. And so and so, what I'm saying is is that like while he may or may not. Believe that the coup would ever happen, that makes it better for him because if he knows that it won't happen, but he does it anyway, so it's a self-sacrifice, the kink is like, turned up to fucking 11 on this. Yeah. It has to be that way. Because any other form of, of ritualistic suicide for him would not have fulfilled all those internal criteria that he needed for this to really pay off. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if he had done ritualistic suicide, like, out in front, quietly of quietly at home. Yeah, yeah. well, or, at, quietly at home was impossible. Or at the gate, or at, or at the, the gate. gate, like at the right. gate of a of like a the, of like the gate of like the 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 prime minister's manor or something. Yeah, all of that would have failed because it wasn't enough. Explicitly, him fulfilling a duty based on being condemned for his belief. It's it's right. a kind of a weird suicide slash messianic thing, kind yeah. of blended together. It's a mess.
1: Which is, which is actually a very interesting thing about the essay is that uh, our essayist uh, Rains subtitles his essay "The Word Made Flesh," <laughs> which is an explicitly biblical term. Yeah. Now, now where where Rains is taking that in this specific context is that. Mishima is trying to make his written art no into a into a real life yeah no I agree I mean it is it is a nice little like you know word game that Rain is playing right right good on him for writing interestingly right (laughs) whereas biblically it, it it's based on a philosophical concept of the word as a divine truth right. made into a human in the person of Jesus. This right. Is, it draws from John, the Gospel of John specifically there. Um, so it is a different idea. It's, like you said, it's an interesting little word play that, that Reigns is doing. Now, Reigns brings up, um, I had talked last week about the entire Mishima thing uh, just making me want to watch Fighting Elegy, Suzuki's nineteen sixty six. Yeah, I feel the same way. Again. And this, this, um, this came out just before Fighting Elegy, uh, and as such, I feel like Fighting Elegy might be a actually overt response to this movie or Mishima. I, I
0: don't think it's necessarily a, a response to this movie. Uh, yeah. I think your Suzuki's and uh, you know th- these right. these these writers. Feel it? They, ex- they saw what was happening. Right. They right. see an explicit need to respond <laughs> yeah. to this person as a avatar yeah. of this right burgeoning fascist movement. Right. Like right
1: right yeah. Now, uh, rains b- brings up um, rains brings up then Kobayashi's Harikari. Har- harikiri yeah rather sorry uh, Kobayashi's harikiri. Um, which came out in sixty two, late sixty two, so uh-huh. three years before this movie premiered, even at the private premiere, um, and you know we, we, as we talked about in that episode, because it's a movie we've seen, mm-hmm. and as uh, as you've talked about using it in your class, yeah. that is a movie that is explicitly. Um, about the failures of feudal Japan and the modern right, it, it is it is explicitly
0: <laughs> it is it is useful in my class because it can teach students about like how you know sort of fucked up this all is and the sort of like weird sort of reverence and worship of this uh, philosophy that is also kind of non-existent. Um, but that movie also keep in mind is a direct, explicit condemnation of Japan's behavior during World War II and the sort of right. The, what what the government and the uh, the the military was promoting as samurai warrior philosophy in order to get young eighteen year old men right, to go right. kill themselves, basically.
1: Well, where where our essayist brings it up is to set that up as, or rather, set this up as a response to that film. Well, that's fine. That I means that this is yeah. Mishima trying to counteract both that message and. One of the things that that movie does, in order to uh, make sure you don't miss that message, is the most grotesque uh, portrayal of Seppuku on film up to that point. Uh, Whereas Mishima here does a really grotesque, yeah, uh, it's disgusting portrayal of Seppuku. The funny thing about but does it it, framing it completely differently, right? right? Because he frames it as as the honor. And yeah, all that garbage. The, the anyway, fascinating
0: thing that. about it is because Mishima is also kind of uh, not a super great director, it's both grotesque, but also like sadly student horror film-esque. Uh, right, right. Because he's just not good at this thing he's never done before and will never do again. Like the, the movie's not particularly good at conveying even the things it wants to convey because it is it is kind of poorly done um it is it is it gets very pseudo french art cinema for a while with like the sex scene it, it, it's it's just sort of eh, meh. even even if we were moving past the fact that it is just weird fascist dogma um yeah it's also just not very well done and Harikiti is a fucking work of art <laughs> like is and so is fighting Elogy for totally different reasons, but yes, they are they're right, both right, like right, amazing right. movies um so like but yeah like it, it, that that to that point about whether or not this is a response to that or that is a response to this this is a this is a I hesitate to use the word dialogue because most undoubtedly the people featured who are talking to each other fucking hate each other.
1: Oh yeah, Almost and like so
0: it's not a dialogue it. as much as an as as a street brawl over over the over the me, right. <laughs> medium of various forms of artwork, right? Because, right. like, if you're a if you're a Suzuki or you're one of these directors who is is very clearly has formed a sort of, th- like the '60s, the '50s, and the '60s of Japanese cinema as we've talked about is chock full of people who now are trying to like reconcile japan's past and and are trying to deal with the fact that a lot of them served in the army and and like what they did and what they were involved in and and trying to deal and the whole country trying to deal with the idea that like we we done fucked up right right um this is bad and the fact that we've talked about the fact that like the military was really pretty widely understood like with scorn post world war 2 for quite a bit of time in Japan because, like, it was not hard to see that, like, for the average person, like, they, like, the military, they got us into this. Like, yeah. they, like, this is not a thing we elected to do as a society as much as sort of, like, got dragged into was sort of the philosophy of a lot of people. And then you get a lot of directors and stuff trying to work through that and deal with that because you, that, that, that idea is a little hard to couch with like what happened. Right. So you trying to like, well, right. Did they drag us into it?
1: Or did we do this to ourselves? Kind of thing. Right. There's a lot of that kind of Now, now. Now, another thing that makes that dialogue interesting is that a lot of our directors from the time and around the time, and, and this is even true of Kurosawa, um, are people dealing with this because they lived and fought in the war? Absolutely, right. Suzuki uh, is Suzuki, a prime Suzuki,
0: example of that, <clears throat> right,
1: right. And uh, Kani Chikawa with yes, uh, fires absolutely. on the plate, yes, absolutely, right. Um, whereas here we have an author who did not fight in the war right. because he was uh, was he Somehow. too young or just too weak? Okay. Right? <laughs> The, yeah, I mean,
0: like he somehow miraculously got diagnosed with TB, and claims it was just because he had a cold that day.
1: Like, right, right. It, it. But what, in, but in the movie, in right. In the well, Trader I think Schrader it's framed as him, yeah, explicitly. Yeah, you know, we have that narration. Well, which because is Schrader has drawn to, from his own writings. right, right, right. And then, like, so uh, it gets talks kind about of, him faking it,
0: right. right. And it's hard to say what exactly this truth is, but regardless, I mean regardless somehow he managed to not end up in a war that dragged nearly
1: every of age person in the entire country into it right and in instead spends the next two decades uh two and a half decades Ro- role playing art, soldier role playing soldier he he does yeah.
0: exact and, and what, what what is so both not as, is both astonishing and also like duh about this entire thing is how closely that mirrors the behavior of right wing People oh, yeah. in our own society now. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. oh I didn't serve in any military, but I'm now going to role play these things that somehow I wish I did, be- or I guess sort of, but probably don't actually wish you did. Right. Like, right. because because it fetishize it. Right. In it's the every only source of male word. bravado right. you can identify with. Yeah. And, right. Yeah.
1: Right. Which is which is where fighting allergy always will come to mind because right, it is not just it is not just about the same incident this movie is about, the February 26, nineteen thirty six incident. Uh, but also about a movie that is explicitly against an idea of toxic masculinity yeah, no, in nineteen sixty six.
0: Is a really deep ex and like and I regret like this happens sometimes. Yeah. We watch fighting allergy so early. So, uh, right, right. It was. Long I enough really ago that... like. We didn't know the right. sort of things that were awaiting us. This is like a classic case of God. I wish we could go back and watch this again because, like, right, the right, things right. we have learned and seen since then color it so strongly. Like, I'm sure we did not do it justice at all. Right. Like, right. We, I'm sure we talked yeah. about it a little bit, but we were in our early days. We weren't really talking about sort of the morale, like the sort of ethos and moralities that films right. are talking about. That deeply. I think maybe
1: by the time we got to fighting LNG, we were
0: kind of into it A little that, bit, but, but yeah, not I nearly to you. the extent we have for the last few years, right. I don't think. Right. And I, I don't think... I, I can't imagine we did it justice as well as Certainly we could. And, and and I think about it because like how much that movie is a condemnation of basically role-playing violent soldier <laughs> around... Right, it's, right. It's, Absolutely. it's just oh it's so good when you think about it compared like with relationship to Mishima
1: to the point where obviously them getting the rights to this um is much later in the game right, right? but but if Criterion had chosen to show us Harakiri then this then fighting elegy and that oh. then the grouping oh. yeah <laughs> right yeah. yeah chef's kiss there yeah. um but uh but, yeah, instead we get this completely disassociated from anything well, not this.
0: Also you know? keep in I, I, mind that our spine number release dealio here is a totally artificial construct. Right, right. Of course. Like, of course. And, and the reason I bring that up is because, um, it, like, you could make that box set free. I think part of the sort of part of the criterion sort of philosophy here, is like, you could just make that happen. You can buy right, those three right, movies right. and have that. Like, we don't, yeah. like, uh, to, to give them some benefit of the doubt, which I can't believe I'm doing so much this episode. <laughs> like, they're not releasing them in the order you're supposed to watch them in.
1: Oh, certainly They're just not. like, certainly oh, we not.
0: got we finally got the rights to this one. So, like, now when they release a box set, they're sure as shit telling us what to watch in what order, okay? I'll not buy it in that situation, right? You release a box set, you're right. telling me, watch these things together, you know, we command it, right. Uh, right? But like in this situation, like I mean, you could have that, right? Like we we have all three of these spine numbers. We, re- you know, and I think the argument could be made: well, we release this because we finally have the rights to it, and it goes very well with these movies we released
1: three years ago. By the right. way, like right? You know. If there were, if there were a more explicit means to contextualize that right and of course <laughs> criterion isn't about doing that contextualization right. either right? they don't
0: and i think and i i typically i do kind of sort of agree most of the time with that because it's like well yeah. then you're telling people what to think about the movies that you're releasing right, right. which is kind of
1: can be weird at times I, right i need people didactically telling telling people what to think about this one i in agree particular, this, this I is a special case. case i agree
0: <laughs> this one should be couched in some way with like yeah like this should be couched with like some some direct movie like it should be a box set with like yeah. movies that hate fascism uh, right. or whatever i don't know this i mean this one me. should just be with hadakidi and it should just be over it should be like right. our, our are yeah. <laughs> right why are right. why you shouldn't
1: you actually don't even really need fighting elegy in that box set no either. you could do it with just <laughs> right? hadakidi and you would be just fine the, just fighting elegy as a
0: good one because yeah. it it deals more it deals with more like talking about young men being lulled into this sense of right, violence right, right. and the sort of things that were the sort of mentality that was present in the sort of the lead up and the c- continuation of imperialist Japan uh, that like this guy bought into, despite having never actually air quotes bought into. Yeah. Right. Uh, um,
1: right. Right. This guy bought into the aesthetics of it. And Yeah. 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 And then like we talked we talked with the with the Schrader episode a couple of weeks ago Schrader leans into Mishima being closeted homosexual right and yeah. it's, it's and yeah. to to accept that interpretation of Mishima's life and I don't I have no reason not to and I don't that Schrader film is also comes from uh sources that are sympathetic yes Mishira, absolutely right so it's not it's not like they're saying that as some sort of discreet attack on him or something no no um even even as all of the fascistic um mishima fans are including his wife um for different reasons i'm sure are uh are very much adamant that that, that is not a true aspect of his life um but but to think about that being an aspect of his life and then to have the center third of this movie being an extended uh heterosexual sex scene.
0: <laughs> right. Is yeah. Uh, I, I the the reason I, I, I made a I made a noise when you brought up that element of the Paul Trader film is like somehow the Paul Trader film that that element of it feels very eighties movie to me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why, but there's this like sort of aesthetic of like wanting to quote unquote talk about the hard issue. I don't know. There's a, I don't know. It feels that's the most 80s to bring it up without
1: actually bringing it up is the other thing, and that's that's one so that he can still get the approval of the proper rights holders to to produce the movie, right? But but yeah, I I agree to a to an extent there too. Uh, But yeah. So this movie, as I said, it premiered uh, at a private showing in Paris in September of 65. Uh, Then it had its first public screening in January of 66 at the Tours Film Festival, um, which, uh, according to the essay, was the world's most prestigious showcase for short films. Like I said, this entire thing was was, uh, Mishima trying to fast track himself into becoming uh, internationally recognized, yeah. To like right. try to be able to like really quickly yeah. be able to write
0: director and actually <laughs> right. have it mean something,
1: right? 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 Um. Uh. <laughs> Range writes that some of the audience at tours fainted during the uh, the uh, seppuku scene, um, which sure, why why not? Um, that's believable enough. Um, this actually, uh, fomented his, it wasn't until, um, later in 1966 that an English translation of the collection death in midsummer that contains this book came to, came to be published. Um, which was the only, only the seventh of Michigan's books translated into English at the time. Uh, I guarantee more of his books have been translated into English after his suicide. Yeah. Than, yeah. Than were before. Right. Uh, this was shot in two days in secret, uh, because he wanted to surprise everyone with, uh, with how great a filmmaker he was. <laughs> uh, uh, like, can I just go take a break and kind
0: of throw up for a minute and then come back? Is yeah, that a thing right. we're allowed to do? Like, ugh.
1: Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, obviously, um, Kobayashi calls his film Harakiri. I don't think, and we talked about this during the episode, during that episode. I don't think he uses that term as as the, I think it is Kobayashi making a choice to call the movie Harakiri. Uh, 100%. Not, I just, mean... not just an English translation issue. So no, it's it's not. It, it right. was
0: a. It's definitely a choice because, yeah, the goal was to, um, yeah. Well, we talked about this to in the use episode. that vulgar term, right? Yeah, and it's to like use exactly vulgar. vulgar. It's just like not right. It's like it's like, right. um, I don't know. It, it's it's like reading it like a. It's like reading it like a peasant or something, and then you're yeah right, it, right, that right. transposes. And that's it to what mean I mean like by vulgar. Yeah. I don't mean. Yeah, I, don't it's, mean,
1: I mean derogatory. Yeah, right. it is supposed yeah, to be read the, as like. It's the the non respectable way to right. read that. And it's it. like right.
0: kinda supposed to be read as sort of stupid, right? Like which is yeah, exactly the yeah. goal, right?
1: Right. Right. Now now it is also true that at the time in the sixties, in, in to English speaking audiences, Harakiri was was the
0: normal term that they
1: had heard. Yeah. Was the normal term they had heard. Yeah. Not seppuku. Uh, so the last paragraph of Rain's essay. Um Talks about how Mishima was in London a month before he shot Patriotism, and that's for some reason known that he bought those little animal figurines that are in this movie while he was on this trip. Okay. Um, but, but the uh, the last sentence of the essay is, he also gave an interview, fluent English, to BBC Television. Yeah, I've seen that. One of the things he said resonates down the years. Quote, internal quote i suppose right uh harakiri is a very positive very proud way of death i think it's very different from the western concept of suicide the western concept of suicide is always defeat itself mostly but harakiri something makes you win or sometimes makes you win but harakiri sometimes makes you win um i it is Okay, go ahead. I I, I have a, a lot to say. There's a lot to unpack in that sentence. Right? right? Um, I mean go ahead. One, the idea that the Western concept of suicide is always defeat in itself is not even he immediately says mostly. <laughs> and and immediately adding mostly after a sentence is is classic classic bad rhetorician. Right. Um, to say to say I know what I just said is wrong but I'm still going to insist that it is it is majorably true right <laughs> right um but uh but so there's that aspect and then Harakiri sometimes makes you win is its own bad view of <laughs> like certainly, certainly a view Co- Kobayashi did not have <laughs> of right of, well and uh, and that's Hariger. the thing right
0: is that like Kobayashi's taking a a Kobayashi takes a really like sort of a more bird's eye view of like in a lot of ways of the idea that like what these sorts of philosophies produce as a as a yeah. necessary result of of it and 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 in really in a lot of ways seems is despite being a condemnation of modern Japanese imperialism and a lot of things like that and and the way it it. it treats people and things like that it's also seems fairly accurate as far as i can tell to like the what was you know actual history (laughs) uh which is kind of kind of i mean it gets a little wild at times but what i mean is like that sort of like people try like this sort of like need to commit suicide because you have to and things like that um and and how it's in no way really much of a glorious act right keep in mind that like the reasons listed Typically listed for people committing seppuku uh, traditionally are as a respectful form of punishment, is one of them. Yeah. You were often, it was not uncommon for people to be ordered to commit seppuku because they wanted you, you you had to be punished, but you deserve some level of retained honor in your punishment. Uh, Rather than being killed, you could kill yourself.
1: Um, right, as a means of capital
0: punishment. But it was still capital punishment, right. um, you, which is all – and then, like, different forms of punishment, sometimes about bringing dishonor, sometimes about actually committing legitimate crimes. Uh, other times were to avoid the stigma of defeat it, with regards right. to, like, whether you had – like, very much getting into, like, some, some Klingon nonsense kind of stuff where it's, like, uh, we can't lose in battle, so we've got to, like – you're not winning, you're just not losing, right? It's like a way to sort of like call a draw, I guess. But you still lost. Right. Everybody knows you lost, right? And I don't know. Yeah. It's it's weird to me because in this movie especially, what we're being, conf- and, and the last one we're being confronted with is this sort of like extra glorification of a thing that I, nothing I've ever read really has ever read it as a glorious act so much as a sort of like last ditch effort to like like get it kind of like get out of jail. Like, you know what I mean?
1: All of those, all of those reasons and, and possibilities around seppuku that you just described exist in real life and in literature canon in the West as reasons for suicide. Absolutely. These forced suicides, these. Uh, these y- we will murder you if you don't commit suicide from from people in power, this idea of honor or maintaining some aspect of honor to yeah. control your own narrative. Ab- absolutely. That's a big part of
0: it. Right. right?
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Even t- even down to generally, you know, even the the, you know the lowest of suicides are still about self-determination. Right, right? Yeah, absolutely. Misguided yeah, totally. self-determination in always. And 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 <laughs> right. and, and, and in but. modern
0: and and I've had a conversation with my wife about this a lot because the suicide rate in Japan is higher. This is a thing by yeah. by significant margins. Um and we've had conversations with this about this in general terms. Because every, you know, you see things on the news and, and, and you talk about it. And, and there, I do, I do honestly believe that culturally there is a slightly different perspective on it in Japan than there is, uh, in America. But I believe that's mostly tied to what one expects as, like, sort of one's relationship to society as a whole to a certain extent of, like, um, because it, it kind of, gets into a sort of a parallelism with with mass shootings uh in, in how and this is just a very like me just like shitting stuff out right like but just my yeah. perception of it is that like one of the way one deals with sort of inexorable stress like the idea of like what do you do when there seems to be no more doors left to open uh and that sort of response to that um because again, like the Japanese suicide rate is much much higher, but there are, there are very few instances of outward violence towards the community, and so it's just an interesting thing to think about. There's no right answer. I don't have an answer. It's just a thing I think about sometimes, um, because you get you get asked in both directions, right? Like when you when you're when you have a sort of different perspective than other people, it's like, well, why is there so much violence? in america but also then that that conversation can also be well why why do japanese people commit suicide so much more often kind of it's they do because they're both sort of different sort of representations of violence in different ways right and so yeah um yeah it's just a thing i think about but like
1: either way i don't i don't mean to equate the two cultural views of suicide 100%. 100%. Right. But what I'm saying yeah. is that they're, they unique. are both broader yeah. and the people that yeah. think that suicide is always an honorable act exist on both <laughs> both sides. Right.
0: Absolutely. And, and there are right. and there are versions of both kinds of suicide, like both f- all these different right. for sort of forms and understandings in every culture, right? Like there's not like, ah, right. this is the Japanese way and this is the American way or whatever, the Western way and they have nothing to do with each other. They're totally different is a is a bad view point to take. Um and and because like Mishima desperately desperately wants this thing to be he wants it to be glorious. He wants it to be a a a work of right. beauty, right? Like in his mind, right? Like that like when a person does seppuku, they are they're doing an act of beauty or something. Like right. It's a very I mean it's a very, very warped view of not only Japanese culture, but of life itself, right? Like he, it, yeah, it's like, you just, you never read about things, like you just don't read r- things that describe it in those terms in texts yeah. on, about like native or observational text on this topic in about right. like it's so it sort of feels like something that like he and other people in his his sort of cadre of people who think this way have sort of whole cloth invented to like create a new glorious mythos right like it's it's why right. i
1: and of course you know it's it's built on what we talked in the past about the 1930s and 1940s uh, military hierarchy view a bushido, right? right? You know, it's it all plays into the same thing, but but yeah, it's all. It, I mean that to say, Mishima is not necessarily creating this. Whole no, plot. no, 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 no. I mean, like people like in ideology, yeah, right? Yeah, like people that is at least at least a couple decades old. Well, and
0: keep in mind that I think probably the closest you get to this, and probably some of the origins of this, to a certain extent. And this is again me just really pulling stuff out of my ass. Is the way that uh, the Japanese government and the Japanese military hierarchy towards the end of the war needed to sort of create a textual basis for things like uh, Kamikaze. Right. Like, it's... Right. It, you, you To the, the create this sort of glorious, like, viewpoint of this sort of act, right? Um, it's not exactly one-for-one one because, again, that's a different thing, right? But, like, I, I, I feel like you can sort of see the, the threads of that sort of thing there as well, so...
1: Agreed. Yeah. Right. So so ultimately we come back to this thing where we have just watched not only a suicide note or manifesto, but a dry run of how how this guy ideally wants to die. Right. Even though, as we talked about last week, but that movie—or not last week, but as we talked about with Mishima, A Life in Four Chapters— what that movie did not show he hilariously failed at that right yeah um the, the way the death actually took place was, was again my greatest disappointment for uh right if you're going to make chapters, me watch this at least at least let me like, let me have watch the joy. a dude
0: like wildly swing at a, like i mean you don't have to show me anything but let me just watch him like fail like six times yeah Like just really yeah. like come on it's 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 darkly, darkly comedic, right? Right,
1: and there was there was a note with a Life in Four Chapters that uh, what Schrader decided to do was to recreate the suicide scene from this movie
0: as his suicide right.
1: in that movie, and. <sighs> i I suppose I am also grateful not to see the guts pouring out in full color as well, right, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I didn't need that, I just wanted more, yeah, but still, yeah, yeah uh, and then and then that this entire piece is takes place on one stage, um. And has that banner in the background that says what? Uh, wholesome. Sincer- well, sincerity. I don't know about wholehearted. Yeah. Just, <laughs> well, a whole, a wholehearted. Not wholesome. Wholehearted. I, sincerity. Yeah. No, what I mean is like. Um, yeah. I mean. You don't know that that. The essay is translated translates that as. And, and the movie does too. As wholehearted. Yeah. The wholehearted movie translated, is. I think, as wholesome. No, it's wholehearted. Um, which, it's wholehearted in the movie. It's it so. wholehearted in yeah, the movie? Yeah, it's in both. No, uh,
0: it, it is. It's a translation of it. It, it seems I yeah. think they were going for more of a, of a, trying to get the 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 real feeling of it across more yeah. than the well the, what some, what how would you have translated I just it? sincerity I or because yeah. the other option would be something like devotion, which is really yeah. kind of fascinating. That sort of that link there <laughs> uh, is yeah. really fascinating. I think devotion would actually probably be textually more. Interesting, but whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just interesting. It 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 feels like it's a fine translation.
1: Well, I mean, it's good. To be fair, devotion would be more appropriate because nothing about this is sincere. Certainly. Well, and that's what I think. Because it's, it's all facade. <laughs> it's, right, right, but like the entire, the entire thing in the next five years of this man's life, four years of this man's life, are all facade. Right. right. No. Well, I mean, so, they probably they basically
0: seem to have always been facade. But whatever. Right. Um It's facade all the way down. But what yeah. wh- what I'm saying is, is that I like devotion because it is. More in keeping with sort of, which is going to sound crazy, with the author's intent, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. About what the purpose and reason for the actions taking right. place in front of the in front of the banner, right, right, are, and
1: that's 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 what I mean. Sincerity seems counter to the author's intent, and to translate as sincerity is the only the only uh, hint that the people behind the release of this. Had maybe, some sort maybe of, or not? Yeah, I want to kind of right. like take a quick jab or something. Right, um, right.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I would love to know. I love is a strong word. I would like to somebody to deliver this information to me without me do, committing right, any right. energy it to would, discovering what the original <laughs> translation was. Right.
1: It would be very interesting to have this information magically in front of me, right? Without now, me doing. But anywhere. that's not happening. So
0: I do not want like. Okay, I will admit to something. Okay. When watching the first movie, was watching Mishima A Life of War Chapters, my desire to deep dive hard into Mishima's life just so that I can tear it apart piece by piece, <laughs> it has not subsided. My desire to start writing academic papers about this yeah. total piece of shit is like almost out of control, but I would probably get killed. Right. There, there was a decent chance I would at least get, find myself not welcome in, right, in large right. swaths of communities it, it's a very dangerous thing to take swings at i need to find a language i need yeah. to find learn and then write in a language that no one has any chance of ever discovering i did it in <laughs> well pat that's why this podcast exists well but that's <laughs> the thing is like english is a very dangerous choice and luckily right. a podcast that despite existing eternally essentially there's a very eth- ethereal feel to it i'm not super worried about it yeah. you right you start writing fucking books or publishing papers about it and you're just suddenly on amazon you uh, things get scary right 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 does not change the fact uh, that it's something i desperately want to dedicate the next 20 years of my academic <laughs> life to like, like my desire to just just slowly pick this man apart is deeply intense <laughs>
1: Uh, so uh, I clicked through to the Wikipedia article on the short story, of uh, uh-huh. Patriotism, and it, it suffers from all of the Mishima related oh, good. Uh, good. Wikipedia issues. The last paragraph of this, the writing reflects on the interlacing of mundanity and beauty as when the intensity of passion that the husband and wife share for one another is related to the description of the couple in the photograph taken at their wedding. A recurring reference throughout the story. Now, of course, this this is a reference that does not make it into his own ad- adaptation of his own work, right. uh, which is itself maybe somewhat interesting. But but the uh, the interlacing of mundanity and beauty that's not something I got from this movie. No, and I'm all. I'm
0: betting that the story doesn't really have much of that actually either. Like right. my, I again, I'm not going to read it because fuck it. Yeah. Um, right. Right. But the uh, like unless I really do decide to commit the next 20 years of my academic life to this crap. Um, My, 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 okay. Like, so there's a, there's a subculture that I, I think we talked about this like two weeks ago. There's a group delightfully referred to as weebs. Uh, There's a group. I don't know. I'm, I am very much out of the loop on this, but it is a group that like has sort of dedicated itself to the idea of Japan as a sort of perfect example of like ethno states and stuff like that, and like right. and and like the benefits of fascism and stuff like that,
1: and uh, and and generally these are not actually Japanese. No, they're citizens.
0: not Japanese people um. at all, really, because Japan has its own internal right wing that operates very differently. Um, right, right, right. Started signing petitions to get to to reinstate trump very delightful group of people also Um, also
1: my my experience with the word weeb is is outside of this uh and i don't know how widely it applies i i i I
0: don't i'm very very far outside of this This is just a thing i keep stumbling upon because this is the time we live in
1: you you are describing a a a subculture that i know to exist yeah right so
0: um and and I, I actually have already lost a thread of where I was going with this, so yeah. I guess just <laughs> leave it alone. Oh, right! I, I assume they wrote most of these Wikipedia articles. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because, like, they, they the desperation to add, their like a sort of external extra artistic merit to a thing, is right. is so deeply present. Like, it's like already a great number of people who. May or may not be fascist or crypto fascist. Already, kind of agree that his writing is
1: pretty good. Like it seems to be. I don't know. It seems that generally, at the time, a wide swath of people. Yeah, I mean, his writing again.
0: For some reason, David Bowie painted a painting of him. I don't fucking know, man. Um, I don't know why they did. Maybe it's just because he's a beautiful man. I have no idea. My point is, is that like, I think his consideration for a, a, a Nobel prize was probably decently sincere. Yeah. It, and and so despite him being a fascist and, 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 and or maybe because of, uh, I don't know. But my, my point is, is that like the, the Wikipedia articles for this guy and things related to this guy reek of people wanting to interject more pseudo art. Right. I being mean, like it's not good enough yet. I need to like, I got to, Guild this lily, yeah, um, like yeah. I wanna add my own perspective to it because I don't feel like this article really hypes we're not hype manning him quite enough here yet, right It's a right. real weird experience. all these articles are like that, they're they, fucking they, wild,
1: they really are um I can't wait to get back to movies where the English Wikipedia page is two sentence long or, or um, at least just, just a mostly a collection just not of facts have this again
0: right? yeah but it's, but, it's gonna be a while I, I the one more thing I wanted to say about this movie is is it takes place on a no stage in theory but yes bears very little resistance to the actual art form no yeah uh which is a weird I, I when I got when I read the synopsis before I watched it, I was like, oh, he's going to go full no theater with this, which is kind of interesting, but it's not. It, it's it, not that. It it doesn't have a lot of the sort of like accoutrement that go with no theater. No theater traditionally is an expounding on uh, Buddhist virtues and yeah. Buddhist ethics, which this is not. Uh, at least as far as I can tell, I can't figure it out. But like, it's it's just interesting because like, I can't see any reason for it to take place on a no stage other than a desire to pull unearnedly at cultural threads to try to bring them in to wrap this in a shroud of more artistic legitimacy. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's like, well, it takes place on a no stage, it must have it must be high art. Is that You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, well, we did you know shoot
1: what? it in the Louvre. You're you're right and suddenly in my mind, what I really want from this movie to make it something I at least wouldn't hate myself for having watched would be to go the double suicide route in its uh uh I would speak of uh, Shinoda's uh or Shinoda's double suicide that we watched like six yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um <laughs> but uh while while it wasn't overt throughout most of it, that used a lot of influence from Bunraku. Yeah. Uh yep. the the puppet theater. Yep. <laughs> um, Which and, is and wh- if this was if this was done with puppets <laughs> it would be
0: amazing. Yeah. It would be a totally be different amazing. thing. Uh yeah, well so like the interesting thing is like right like you you get into sort of like the uh, this is a thing I have a mild interest in is like the sort of like chronology of Japanese art forms right. And Bunraku is is more directly connected to uh Kabuki theater than it would be to No theater. Right, of course. But they both are they're both developed from no uh it, 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 to a greater or lesser extent right they both kind of develop out of there they feature a lot of the same stories but told in different ways and and my my issue here is that like this mo- this movie lacks a lot of as far as i can identify a lot of the symbol like symbolism and like n- you know the, like lacks a lot of the storytelling elements of no so it's like really just like we sh- like i don't know like we went to carnegie and shot this porno
1: right and that's and that's really where where this gets to me about it being quality as a film is that there's not even all that much like symbolism here, no, it's just it's... two people on stage didactically telling us what's going on, and the author director didactically telling us what we should think about what's going on right right, yeah, and that it's it's just not good. And then even on top of that, and I didn't, I didn't, these are my first notes, and I didn't, I, I take legs so long to get back to him because it's, it's like making fun of Donald Trump for being fat. Right. But, but like the ghostly stuff at the start, the angles are all off. Yeah. Or the way no. his hands are interacting with her body. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, I mean, it's
0: like, but you're right to make fun of it because it's like. I want so desperately to be recognized as a filmmaker. But like yeah. I'm not good at this. Like I've done nothing to practice. I assumed I was going to be good because I'm like because but that's I'm that so that, good that at weird everything. confidence, right? That's that, that weird that's that weird right-wing grifter confidence, right? Like <laughs> right. everybody tells me I'm awesome, so I'm going to be awesome at this shit. Just right. makes
1: garbage. But he makes it in secret in two days so that no one on production can say, hey, that's a bad idea. Right, exactly. No one can say it's a bad idea, and that
0: he's going to surprise. And, of course, the people who have already bought into his shit are going to tell him it's awesome. Right. So that echo chamber is going to recycle back over, and he's like, I guess I'm an awesome film director. Yeah. But I would guess probably, luckily, that must have not been the general overall feeling because he didn't start making movies.
1: Wouldn't it be great if it tours all of these, uh, f- you know, French moviegoers didn't faint because of the frank depiction of guts falling out of a stomach, but because it was such a uh, a movie that so went against their sensibilities as film lovers? <laughs> that, yeah, no, maybe they, right. Like they were overcome.
0: Terrible. Um. Yeah, <laughs> this I is mean, so like, bad. It's, I just must
1: faint so I don't have to watch the rest of it. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, I have a question for you. Yeah.
0: What year did Night of the Living Dead come out? Um, 1968, I, okay. I think. So it's yeah. okay. I was trying to that. see. I was trying to pull if there was like anything that could be like, air quotes, equally gory. Prior I mean, I'm. Th- sh- I'm. There's got to uh, be I right. Sure. So yes. this can't be the first time they've
1: seen fake movie guts. <laughs> right. To to be fair, the fake movie guts are very realistic movie guts. I I I, I, I watched them, but like. To, yes. to the point, yes. I am I am almost surprised knowing what I know about Mishima. And, of course, we already talked that it had to be a public thing in the end. Right. But if, if Mishima had literally just sought patriotism as a, a self-snuff film I and then released I it. I also
0: thought the same thing. <laughs> I was like, well, this is pretty public. But the problem is there's right?
1: no duty in it. Right, right, right. Now I, I, you know, and and then we get we get, we get Paul Schrader, uh, finishing that circle for him. Yeah, in the end, and, by taking the suicide alone, from right this movie. Right there is enough putting, to be like, right. fuck Paul Schrader. Right there, <laughs> right, right, right. I agree. I agree. I do. Yeah, And we talked about that plenty last week. But like, I feel uh,
0: like now that we've seen this, it really drives it home. It's like you know what? Right.
1: Fuck you, dude yeah all right well it is it is time to pull this to a close and hopefully i can edit this so it's not one of our longest yeah episodes just take out all the dumb stuff week. i
0: say if you could yeah That'd be
1: great oh uh, well then it'll be too short no i uh-huh. can't it's like our to, uh,
0: first 25 minute long
1: episode <laughs> uh, this week we have been talking about patriotism the film by uh yokio mishima uh, fascist author who committed suicide by <laughs> failed coup. Um, what a guy! So thank so God happy. we will never have to Got ever to engage with this. him again very happy that we'll never have to engage with him again and you know all of his all of his friends i think we've already engaged with what was that that movie about uh, young people in japan by the guy who was later governor of tokyo uh oh, whose name right. i can't recall right uh, now i can't remember at um, all yeah. cuz yeah. they were personal friends too of, of course. course they were right. uh <laughs> yeah anyway um <laughs> Next week, we will be thankfully getting uh, a very wide swing away from this by talking about Classé Tout Risqué, a uh, Consider All Risks, which is a 1960 French-Italian joint production gangster film directed by Claude Sautier. probably saying his name wrong but uh, okay. we'll find out at some point I'm sure maybe French director came out just at the cusp like this is the last proper French gangster film before all French gangster films were also new wave films so, oh, okay interesting so while it well maybe not you know that might be more more of a uh, concrete statement that needs to be said but from what i read about it it was considered a masterpiece at its time but almost immediately overshadowed by <laughs> right. the rise of of the new wave, considering the new wave had started four or five years before this uh, right. before this came out. But do look forward to that. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Lost and Criterion. I am, as always, the Adam Glass. With me, as always, Don Patrick Dorgan and we'll see you next week. Lost in Criterion. I'm your co-host Adam Glass. You can find me on Twitter at the Glass. My partner is John Patrick Oikari-Dorgan and you can find him at jpatrickdorgan. Check out more of the show at lostincriterion.com or hey, give us a review on iTunes. It's nice. If you really like what you hear, consider supporting us at patreon.com slash lostincriterion. Hey, our theme music is by Jonathan Pape. Check him out at JonathanPape.com. And thanks for listening. We appreciate it.